Hello, I'm Em. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle-earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien stations set condition one throughout the podcast this is sc1 actual caleb and with me again is my exo kitsy oh uh, hi that's me <laughs> sorry i didn't know if i was if i was supposed to talk or if you were just going to keep going i i debate every time if i'm gonna if i'm gonna pause or if i'm just gonna like plow on through but <laughs> i feel like i should give you a chance uh and also the president of the colonies andrea hi hello Welcome. Oh, you got a promotion. <laughs> I think we, I think we decided last week uh, that Andrew was going to be the the president of the colonies. Well, that shows how good my memory is. Yeah. Well, well that's why you're not the president. <laughs> that is that's exactly Fair. why you're not the president. So welcome everyone to Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio production. Uh, and if you're curious about Night Shift Radio, you can check us out at nightshiftradio.com uh, and check out all of our wonderful shows, this being the newest of them. Uh, but that said, let's dive right in. Uh, so we are talking today about miniseries episode two from the 2004 Battlestar Galactica uh, series and uh, previously on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we last left you, the fleet was preparing for a jump to the Ragnar Anchorage uh, to resupply in order to rejoin the, the fight uh, against the Cylons, who have just uh, just attacked all 12 colonies. Uh, but there's those some... bastards. Uh, those bastards. There's, uh, there's a little bit of disagreement between uh, the crew of Galactica, uh, who is ready to like get right the fuck into the fight uh, after, uh, after so long... Uh, kind of idle, uh, and the newly inaugurated president of the colonies, Laura Roslin, who wants to uh, go gather as many survivals as possible and get the entire fuck out uh, <laughs> and uh, possibly preserve the species. And so as this fight is happening, we see uh, a Cylon f- uh, force jump into the middle of the uh, the colonial civilian fleet, uh, and a giant explosion, and we believe that uh, they might be gone for, including Commander Adama's son, Lee. 
But as this episode begins, we learn that uh, Lee actually pulled a he 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 pulled a bamboozle on oh, the sidelines. Boy, did he ever! Boy, howdy! <laughs> With a uh, an EMP pulse, uh, which is redundant, an EM pulse, uh, <laughs> and uh, basically made like scrambled the, uh, the the warheads on the, the nukes, but made it appear on the uh, the Dreadus, uh, as though there was an explosion, uh, thus fooling them and uh, allowing the uh, the fleet to pass through unharmed as the Cylons jumped away. Uh, now, and Caleb, so, uh, I don't think we've yet defined what Dreadus is. Ah, Dreadus. I don't know what and the I actual... Think, uh, I feel like that's important. I don't know what the actual acronym is, but Dreadus is essentially the, uh, the, the radar concept that they use. Uh, in space, and uh, I see uh, see a reflection on your glasses of a bright <laughs> light. So I assume that's a new uh, tab as you look up the acronym. <laughs> it looks so much like TARDIS. Dra- it's very close. Yeah, it's very uh, like TARDIS. Dratus is direction, range, and distance. And so space. it's not really an acronym in the traditional sense. They really had to. They. Yeah. I don't know if you all know like anything it. about In Sync, but the way they got there. Acronym is that kind of torture pulling of letters <laughs> where it's like everybody's last name except Jimbo's middle name. It's the same thing. Well, so they've yeah. got they've got the D from direction. So so far we're on a good start, and then we've got R A from range, and then D I S from distance. So every <laughs> word they're adding another letter. Uh, and just if you're wondering, we'll put the link in the show notes. But there is a whole uh, wiki page on how Dratus works, uh, what its limitations are. Uh, the Cylon Dreda system as well. So that's amazing. Yeah, this looks extensive. I'm trying not to. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll put that away for <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, but that's Dreda's. Yeah. So thinking that the uh, the colonial fleet is, fleet is lost and that they are what's it? The uh, the Galactica crew decides to double down on this plan to jump to the Ragnar Anchorage uh, and gather munitions so that they can. They can fight back. They're ready. Uh, so they, they arrive at the Ragnar Anchorage, which is shrouded in this storm that's uh, full of radiation uh, and whatnot. And it's it's kind of a, a safe harbor for the, the colonials. Uh, and they begin loading up all of these uh, uh, bullets and missiles, nukes, whatnot. Because uh, as we discussed last week, uh, they use traditional armaments on this show. Uh, and so they're, they're loading this up, but they encounter another person at Ragnar Anchorage. And this guy is sick. He's not doing well. Uh, but he, you know, he claims to be an arms dealer who was, uh, you, you know, taking advantage of the chaos to uh, try to make a, a couple bucks on the side. Um, but of course, you know, they're skeptical because what the fuck is this guy doing at an Anchorage, uh, at an arms uh, munitions storage facility? And so, also, how did he get there? Where is the ship? Yeah, how did he get there? What 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 is he doing? And so he and uh, the the commander are, are having a heart to heart chat uh, when somebody clumsily knocks over an entire fucking cart uh, of. Uh, warheads causing an explosion, uh, <laughs> which traps the, uh, the the colonel and this, or the, sorry, the commander and, and this gentleman uh, behind a, a conveniently uh, open <laughs> doorway that they were just walking through. <laughs> and, uh, I feel like my reaction would be exactly the same on learning that I survived an explosion like that because you know, Commander Adama is just laughing hysterically. <laughs> oh yeah. And, 
He's like, don't waste time trying to save us. Get all this shit on the ship. If you have to leave me here, we're going to find another way out. So the, the crew continues to, to load this. Um, meanwhile, the uh, Colonial One, the president's ship, uh, has survived the, the silent attack. So they're, uh, they're gathering as many survivors together as they can, including uh, the raptor that we last saw in, uh, on Caprica in the last episode with Boomer and Gaius Baltar and a bunch of people who will contribute absolutely nothing to the story from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, the, you know, they, they try to, to save as many people as they can before again being ambushed by the silence and having to make a very, very difficult decision to jump away and leave behind any ship that can't uh, make a, a faster than light jump, uh, which is just a, a heart wrenching moment that I think we need to discuss. Uh, we do. In- but before we get there, I do want to take a quick little rewind back to uh, Leah Dama's very clever Cylon ruse. Yes, let's do it. I'm, um, I'm tired. Tired of recapping. Ha- <laughs> yeah, no. Let, let us take a, a stab at it. He has uh he has this great little speech when uh when you know that so so after they realize they're still alive, uh Laura Roslin and the 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 captain of the Colonial One go down to the cargo hold because apparently they knew he was there. I don't know. They, they run down there with a medical kit uh, and find him laying on the ground and they're like, oh, what happened? What did you do? And then he launches into the like greatest uh, little like techno babble explanation of what happened, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, oh, well, I reversed the oximeter pulse of the uh, neutron ray. And <laughs> <laughs> and I think my favorite part is uh, when Laura Roslin was like, did you know that would work? And he said, well. It's something that we always uh, talked about in war college, but it was only theoretical. It, uh, it never worked in the simulations. It, it never they worked al- in the simulations. They and always saw which, through it and destroyed yeah, the fleet anyway. <laughs> to which she replied, the lesson here is to never ask follow-up questions and say thank you, Captain Adama, for, <laughs> for saving us. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. Because... He's just pulling something out of his ass completely, <laughs> and it just worked. And yeah. it's one of, like if it hadn't worked, no one would have been there to call him on it. But it did. Well, work. I mean, if it hadn't worked, they would have died. But they were going to die anyway. So at that point, it's like, well, I mean, might yeah. as well give this a go. Exactly. Or, or unless unless another Cylon. Everybody's a Cylon. I've decided this episode. So Everyone's were he to explode, his consciousness would just reawaken in another body exactly like this one. Oh, so you're thinking that uh, Lee might be a Cylon. No, but I am thinking that everyone's a Cylon at the same okay. time, you know? So Fair enough. Because we do know from, uh, from last episode, uh, the bombshell, that there are 12 models uh, and they look like us now. Mm-hmm. And this is the first episode where they say the Cylons look like us now. It's great. That's the best line. Uh, And that's, that's one of my favorite things to like every like two and a half years or so. I I, I don't like pace it uh, explicitly, but I feel like it just works out to that. I decided to just tweet that line and see who, who notices. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so one day you'll be right. One day I'll be right. I feel like I might already mm. be. Um, so of course we already know about, 
uh, number six, who was on Caprica with Gaius Baltar. And there is some version of her that's still kind of haunting him, uh, whether it be a hallucination or what. We don't really know what's going on. Uh, but he, you know, uh, he, he posits that there's a chip in his brain that she planted while he was sleeping mm, that is now projecting her there. That would make sense. The Cylons, they're sneaky with their technology. Mm-hmm. As we, we will learn soon. As we will learn. Uh, we learn that uh, the, the silence have the technology to basically render inoperable any modern ships. So they have to either like bring back to life old fighters or retrofit the existing ones. Uh, we learn that Gaius Baltar's own navigation software might possibly be uh, part of the, the problem. But of course, he, he couldn't have known that. Like, you know, don't... Don't feel responsible, Dr. Baltar. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you knew what they were doing and helped them and were sleeping with one of them or anything. <laughs> and so, uh, of course, in uh, a classic Baltar move. Classic uh, Baltar. Classic Baltar. Uh, as we've learned already in a very short time uh, what Baltar is like, uh, he realizes he needs to, to do some misdirection. And the uh, the the version of six in his head uh, points out this mysterious bit of technology that's just under the Dreadus console. How what did that, that be? Hmm. Yeah. You've, you've seen that before. And so here's actually uh, something I feel like I need to, to call attention to. Uh, she like does this whole exhibition, like you, you've seen this before. Where have you seen this before? And he's like, oh, it was in, you know, it was in my, my home in Caprica. It was in your briefcase. You told me it was uh, like a... Like a lunchbox. A, it wasn't yeah. that, but <laughs> it was like a uh, what the fuck, like a Rolodex. Like, yeah, <laughs> basically, I forget what the words that he uses. Uh, but I don't remember that sequence from the several other times that I've seen this episode. So that sequence is never actually in the the first episode. Of the, wait, are you saying you don't remember the sequence where rem- they talk about it, or the yeah, sequence where they remember, show it? I don't remember her explaining. Like you've seen this before. Uh, oh no, that's definitely that's definitely there. No, I believe that it was there. I just don't remember it. Oh, the, okay. Uh, the problem is me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad someone said it. <laughs> um. But yeah, so he he realizes that he's got to, to create a misdirection, and he he's the only one who knows that the Cylons look like us now. And so he has to find a way to point out this odd bit of tech that is very clearly Cylon without blowing his own cover of why he could possibly know that there was Cylon yeah. tech. So well, that's, that's even something Six points out after she tells him about it. He's like, why are you helping me? And she's like, think about it. How are you going to explain how you know that that's Cylon technology? And he's mm-hmm. like, hmm, good point. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, is historically not a very good actor. The actor is very good at acting like a bad actor. Yes. But Gaius, <laughs> it's always all over his face what his plan is. He yes. cannot help himself. That is an absolutely spot on uh, description of this actor and his character. Um, conveniently for him, though, the, uh, the colonials have discovered that uh, the man that was um, stranded and looking sickly on Ragnar Anchorage was himself a Cylon. And the reason he was so sickly was because of the, uh, the radiation from the storm f- fucking with his brain. 
His Cylon brain. The little uh, little Cylon things in there. They have a word. It's a word that they use, and it's I can't remember it. They said this, they're silica pathways. That's the one. Thank you. Silica <laughs> yeah. pathways. Is that I like know, silica I gel? I think so. Hmm. I what think. are the little hairs that line stuff? Sil- cilia. Cilia. <laughs> cilia. There we go. What if, what if you had silica That's cilia? It's <laughs> pretty close. Um, there's a, a great moment where they're... Um, Adama and this this gentleman Leoben uh, are having kind of a, a philosophical discussion about um, the Cylons and about their interactions with humanity. And um, we don't, I don't think we know at all from Leoben's perspective why he would have any idea about the war if he just has just learned about it from uh, from Commander Adama or if he's claiming to already know that it was happening but he's you know like what if the, the Cylons are God's retribution for us and um, Adama's like God didn't create the Cylons man did and we didn't put a soul in their programming <laughs> <laughs> which is which is such a great moment but I, I, I do want to call out that uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Leoba knew exactly what was going on in fact i'm pretty sure Leoben knew to expect the crew i think that's why he was there in that munitions depot in the first place yeah i no, think I... he was just playing dumb uh with first with chief tyrell and then again with uh with adama uh about not knowing about the war i agree completely um i'm just thinking of what uh his uh character motivations would have been gotcha like, gotcha gotcha yeah uh, but yeah, so uh, Adama finds out that, or figures out that he's a Cylon, uh, realizes that it's the storm radiation that's that's uh, messing with the silica pathways or whatever he used to <laughs> think, uh, beats the shit out of the Oban, and they, they take his corpse back to Galactica and study it, and Gaius uses that to create a ruse uh, that he can detect who Cylons are. And thus deflects attention to uh, Mr. Doral, who's been wandering around the uh, the ship uh, interviewing people as like a a journalist. Now here's here's my question. Uh, I don't know if one of you caught this because I I have never caught this in all the times I've watched it, including today. How does Baltar know that he's a Cylon? Or did he just get a really lucky guess? He got a really lucky guess. He literally, like, he picks a guy who's on the CIC uh, after he notices the the gadget under the Dreadus and says, like, you know, basically something to the effect of, like, I've, I've got to pin it on someone and, like, this guy's new. He's been poking around, yeah. Yeah. Does, <laughs> I don't remember exactly, does Six point him in the direction of, um... That man's name? Uh, Doral. Doral. That would be a very sick thing to do. Yeah. I'm just trying to... I don't recall that in, in the plot, but I could see her doing that. Well, yeah. and then whether she's like a manifestation of his guilt or actually some sort of whatever, and is, you know, um, to know that for sure would kind of answer that in either direction. So I'd be interested yeah. to, to know. Um, I have new suspicions about Gaius that I didn't have 
until we got like maybe we'll save that for when we get to the the big reveal at the end of the episode. No, let's, let's talk about it. Unless the reveal is part of it. I the reveal is part of it, yeah. Okay. Then we'll we'll hold on to it. I'm going to circle it so I remember. Okay. Yeah, so of course uh they they arrest and imprison this man and he's screaming, you know, they you know, you mixed up the samples. There must be a mistake. I'm human. I grew up on Caprica. I went to <laughs> I went to like journalism school on I Gemini played tennis with Steve on Tuesdays. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Basically every every human sounding thing he can think of to uh to convince them that he's not in fact a Cylon. Uh and I love that moment uh when Gaius convinces Colonel Ty that he's done it, that he's he's mathed his way to uh, 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 uh a, a way to detect Cylons and Ty is like I'll take your word for it. I'm not going to read this shit. <laughs> and uh, Six, the, the vision of Six is like, and just like that, Dr. Baltar's magical Cylon detector. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very like snake oil sort of thing, which is so appropriate because Baltar would absolutely have been a snake oil salesman. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also love that he does this little like self-congratulatory thing when he's explaining it. Where he's like, well, I took, uh, you know, the, the analysis of the silica pathways from your doctors and, uh, you know, ran it through a spectrum analyzer that I've been working on for quite some time now. And <laughs> like, it's, He's such a sleaze. He is. It's He's great. so full of himself. It's great. It is. Um, and, of course, the, this episode is, uh, is it's full of ups and downs and bomb, bombshell re, uh, revelations and whatnot. But there's some, some great moments of characters being reunited um you know starbuck and apollo seeing each other for the the first time after realizing like oh hey uh neither of them are dead after their their crazy stunts that they've both just pulled in the the last episode um the adama father and son having a uh a quiet moment uh together appreciating the fact that neither one is dead uh billy and duala (laughs) making out in the hallways uh Chief and Boomer getting uh, reunited. So there's some some great moments just before uh, the Cylons show up at the the anchorage. Uh, um, Starbuck has done a a little bit of a scout mission outside the storm to see if the, the coast is clear for them to to jump out, but it is very much not. <laughs> <laughs> now it's it's worth noting here uh, at this point that uh, Adama and Laura Roslin are having a bit of a disagreement. About what it. the proper course of action is. I love it so much. And uh, and I got to say, I'm on Laura Roslin's side 100%. You know, Adama wants to get back in the fight. He's like, we're going to load up with these bullets and we're going to go kick some Cylon ass and we're going to win this war. And Laura's position is like, the war is over. We have lost. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe I have to keep telling you this. <laughs> Which like, <laughs> we have uh, lost the war. <laughs> Somebody points that out as a goof, and I'm not sure if it's a true goof or if that's just something where, like, we have to assume conversations happened that we're not directly privy to. Um, but that's, the like, the first face-to-face conversation and the first, like, real one-on-one conversation that these two characters have. So true. her saying, I, I don't know why I have to keep telling you this. Uh, I don't know why you have to keep telling him that either, because it doesn't seem like you have yet. <laughs> well, now, I, I, I took it as like it, the collective you as in like the military. That's fair. 
because she does say that she says something very similar to Lee in the, in the first episode of, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, I need to assess the tactical situation. She's like, the tactical situation is we are losing. Yes. Um, and I think she even has a little uh, uh, a little spat with Ty about it as well, saying like, hey, like we, you know, we're losing. We need to GTFO and go make some babies. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of her uh, her thing. There's there's about 50,000 humans remaining at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh which is a very small number uh, when you really think about it. It really is. In it's happier like, times, that is a like fully packed large sports stadium. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not a lot of people. It feels like a lot when you're in the middle of them, but that's not a lot for there to be all that's left of your species. Yeah. Well, especially when you consider that there's 12 planets of people in this uh, particular universe. Yeah. And presumably they're not like small, like, uninhabited planets or like sparsely inhabited they're like bustling they're colonized yeah bustling, they're colonies yeah, like uh large pockets of human civilization so yes. yeah so so there's laura arguing with uh with adama with everybody saying like we need to like it, she's basically like listen you're the only ship with guns at this point uh if we're going to survive, we need you with us. If you leave us here, we're all going to die. And then at that point, what are you fighting for anyway? Uh, so I, I, I think she convinces him to, uh, to bail and to protect the rest of the fleet. And so they kind of position themselves outside the eye of this storm to shield the fleet as they jump away from the oncoming uh, Cylon uh, battery. And it's a crazy epic battle in space. Yeah. It's just, it's fantastic. I love, uh, because it's so, like, kind of traditional warfare and so tactical, uh, they use uh, terms like firing solution. Yes. (laughs) It's It's so, like, technical, and I love it. Yeah, well, I mean, the the whole, like, everything from, like, the way the ships just, like, kind of line up and fire cannons at each other, and, uh, you know, the, the way, at least on the human side, they, they behave in like the CIC and everything. It's, it's right out of like U S Navy, uh, playbooks. Like yeah. it's basically modeled directly after that. And now that you're saying that, um, I think I'm realizing that that's part of what makes the show feel so grounded mm-hmm. to me is that like the, um, Apollo's bit where he, like you said, you know, reverses the polarity, blah, 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 sounds like silly jargon. And it sticks out that way. Mm-hmm. But in another show, it would, you know, it would just be part of that language. And instead, we have this kind of grittier, again, yeah. more grounded thing because of that, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could very easily take the Galactica and turn it into a submarine, and really not much internally would change. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's basically a, a space submarine. There's a, a great moment where uh, Lee finds himself once again basically fucked. Like, dead in the water, so to speak, in space. Uh, And Starbuck pulls a crazy maneuver. Oh, my uh, God. To essentially, like, interlock her uh, Viper with his and push him back into the the landing bay. And he's like, you got to leave me here. Like, that's an order. Like, don't be fucking insane. Oh, my God, you're insane. Why are you insane? (laughs) Well, there's there's this, this this great little bit where he's like, aren't we coming a little hot? And she's like, no, I, no. And then her <laughs> eyes just go like really wide. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Katie Sackhoff is absolutely brilliant for this character. 
Oh, she's absolutely perfect. brilliant. She's perfect. Like the, the expressiveness of her face, the swagger, the way that she approaches this character, like uh, her attitude. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause like I said, I've, I've only seen like maybe one episode of the original, but that's what Starbuck was like. I mean, it, it was a dude in the original series, but it was like a dude with swagger and a cigar and like no respect for authority. And Katie Sackhoff comes and just like slaps that character across the face and says, uh, <laughs> no, this is me now. <laughs> um, one thing I, I failed to point out earlier that I, I would be remiss if I didn't, and this is a, a, a minor continuity error. They make such a, a big deal of having to get everyone on board and then retract the uh, the pods, the the, the mm-hmm. basically like the sides that jut out from the ship where the the Viper landing and launch bays are. They have to retract those before jumping to Ragnar Anchorage, and they had this whole sequence where like they're showing them retract in slow motion, and they're really focusing on that happening. And then the scene where they jump, they're back out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't win them all. Uh, I do think that jump, though, is is very interesting because they make a colossal deal about this jump, right? Like, it's like, we're going to jump, and everyone's like, oh, my God, what? Really? Yeah. We haven't done that in 20 years or whatever. It's like, (laughs) and they're just, they're like, like, oh, shit, like, batten down the hatches. Everyone put your seatbelts on. And then we have the slowest countdown (laughs) ever. They count down from 10, but it's like a 45-second countdown. Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> easily. Like, seconds in the Battlestar Galactic universe are much longer than they are for us. Uh, it must be a gravity <laughs> thing. Also, no consistency between seconds. Yeah. The time is... It's very... Who knows it what's happening? It varies. Um, but, and, and, and so, like, we get everyone, like, kind of, like, you know, holding on, you know, strapping themselves in, like, you know... Not physically, but like mentally, like preparing for this jump, holding on to their proverbial butts. Yeah, <laughs> and you have this big, like this big, like, like you know, in the background, like, oh shit, here it comes, and you even have Callie uh, down in the uh, on the crew uh, saying something like, "Oh, I hate this part." Like, yeah, you know, it's like this big deal, and then uh, right before the jump, they get this uh, like Alfred Hitchcock, like pull the camera back but zoom it in, so the perspective changes wildly. Mm-hmm. Uh, on all the characters, and it's like it's really disorienting, and then they jump, and that's the last time that ever happens <laughs> yeah. in the show. Like, 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 literally every other time, it's just like, okay, jump, we're there. <laughs> like, it becomes so routine so fast after being such a big deal in this uh, in this episode. Well, they're so stoked when it like goes off without a hitch that like everyone on the the CIC is clapping and like shaking hands with each other, like congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we did it. We really yeah. did this. We pulled this jump off. Yeah. And and not to not to jump, you know, not to give spoilers for the next episode, but like by the next episode, they're just jumping left and right and they're just like, yeah, that's what we do. This is Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard the first jump is the deepest. So that is oh. true. <laughs> you know, like like the song. Uh I'm seeing we have multiple Dreadus contacts, so why don't we hear from our sponsors while we uh jump to the next segment? Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. Join us on the Superpod HeroCast as we drink beers and talk about movies with capes. Superhero movies. The good, the bad, the mutants? Sure, let's go with that. From Batman the movie to the latest blockbuster. Great movie? Sweet. We'll tell you why. Absolute bomb. We're going to watch it anyways. And our misery is your entertainment. 
Get the latest episode, grab your cape, and join us on the Superpod Hero Cast as we save the universe. One superhero movie at a time. And we're back. We made it. We jumped. We made it successfully. Congratulations on that jump, everyone. Well done. Yes. Everyone shake hands. <laughs> don't don't shake anyone's hand right now though, please. It's not no, good. Not right now. In fact, not maybe right Maybe never again. Maybe never again. I can't wait to never shake another hand ever again. I'm fine with that. I'm so ready. I don't know how I feel about like not being able to high five anymore, though. I think a high five is fine because it's very quick. I, I, <laughs> you know, you know, what do I know? What do I know? It's not, possible. Not now. Not now. But in the future. Yeah. It's famously slow moving. Uh the virus it really takes its time to yeah it <laughs> takes at least 10 seconds 10 battlestar galactica seconds or well, that's that's like eight minutes okay. so that's too long yeah. <laughs> anyway we're back we've we have jumped to the second half of the episode <clears throat> and so the uh the we're having this epic showdown at ragnar anchorage uh starbuck and apollo have uh Despite being uh, ready to, to to hang up the heroics after the, that last fiasco, we see them uh, having some heroics again, uh, narrowly making it onto the, the ship uh, just in time as the uh, the colonial fleet has all jumped away to a uh, an undisclosed uh, rendezvous point. Uh, Galactica jumps away just as another barrage of missiles is about to hit, and. Uh, and that's something they actually end up doing quite often in the show is the ship jumps right at the last second as the fighters mm. and the missiles all descend on it. And that's one of my that. favorite visuals from I the show. It. It's just so cool. Mm. It's like, you know, seconds from just like disaster, second from being yeah. like completely destroyed and they just narrowly escape. They're just, just, <laughs> and of course, they, gone. they have a moment of mourning their, their losses, uh, mourning the dead. Um, one of the uh, the priests from the uh, their religion, where they the they worship the the twelve lords of Cobol, uh, is giving this this great speech, uh, and they have a an acknowledgement at the end of all of their their religious ceremonies or prayers or whatnot, uh, and the the priest says it, but gets a very weak response from this this ragtag group of survivors. When she says, so say we all. So say, so we, say all. we all. So, so say we all. And, uh, and then Adama turns around like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it does not sit well with Adama at all. Like, yeah, uh, like his face yeah. just is like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you can tell that like he's been he's been really sitting with some truths lately. I mean, he had his his argument with his son about uh, the loss of uh, his other son, uh, Lee's brother. And he's had this disagreement with Laura Roslin about uh, the the fate of the war and, you know, the futility of trying to fight rather than run and save the species. They've had the, and like, you know, he thought he lost his other son and didn't. And they've had... And then thought he was going to lose him again. Thought he was going to lose him again. They've had this bombshell realization that the Cylons look like us now. And like, he's encountered one face to face and like got the shit kicked out of him by it. Um, and like all of this is like really sitting with him as they're, they're mourning their losses and these people are just like beaten down and he's like, no, no, we have to like, we have to be better than this. And he, 
he gives like this incredible speech and drops what I think is, uh, I'm going to say is a bold lie. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of talking. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> that, uh, that Earth is out there somewhere, that there's a 13th colony um, of humans who also kind of fucked off however long ago, right? And that they're going to find it and be welcomed as refugees as we are so apt to be, right? Is welcoming to refugees. Yes. Um, Something and, we're known uh, for. Yeah. And as um, Rosalind seems to know because she is perfect and seems to know everything and always makes the right choice. Um, <laughs> she, she says like, I think that's probably bullshit. And he's like, well, it, it kind of is, but we need something to hope for. Yeah. Um, it's this amazing moment where he's like, it's not lost. I know where it is. <laughs> like, Boy, you don't, but I want to see how this plays out. <laughs> yeah. What is the plan tomorrow? Oh, you'll find like, out. We're just going to keep, he's like, it looked like this one. I swear. Like, I, it looks just like, and then we're going to pop to another one. That's what I want. Now I want it. It's like to be Star Trek, but they're just popping into other planets that he swears are going to be Earth this time. <laughs> I should have made that left turn at Albuquerque. Oh, oh that's that'd be so good. Like this one's okay. definitely Earth. This one's yeah, definitely Earth. They show up and it's like, oh nope, 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 nope. Mm, this one has back on the bus. Carnivorous plants. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This is our first real glimpse at like what they're. Uh, their shared history and their religious belief and like their culture and everything, like what it, what it really says about them. Like, you know, we have the, the 12 colonies, which are, you know, as we talked about are like representative of the, the 12 signs of the Zodiac, but also like the 12 Lords of Kobol, that's their gods. But then this mythical 13th colony and like it's earth. And like, what does that mean? And like, we're like, Hey, that's, that's <laughs> us. We're on earth. They're going to come find us. <laughs> Yeah, they are. Or are they? Are they? Or are they? And I love, like, it It creates a sense of hope, but it, it also treads this very fine, fragile line of really breaking people's spirits if they realize, like, it's not true. Yeah. And so, like, it suddenly creates this, like, this camaraderie, this, like, shared secret between the presidents and the like the commander of the fleet who now kind of have to work together towards this common goal of like we've got to keep these people together we've yep. got to give them something to live for and something to, to fight for or else like we're fucked as a species yeah but that's not the only bombshell that's dropped in this episode oh boy is it not <laughs> so uh if you haven't watched the episode yet uh Pause the podcast, go do that, come back, because this is one hell of a spoiler if you have not watched the episode. Boomer. Boomer. Is. Is. A fucking Cylon. Yep. Oh, my God. So we actually now know the identities of one third of the Cylon models. Mm -hmm. Because we already knew at this about... rate, we'll have them all by Tuesday. Well, yeah, easily. <laughs> and do the the first kind of like buggy, clicky, clacky ones? Do they count as a model? 
Those are uh, they're centurions, so those are basically oh, right. like the the original the, Cylons, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we know about those. So we're not um, counting. Yeah, no. The, the, there's twelve human models. So Billy, human in quotes. Well, let's run them down. Yeah. So we've got six. We've got uh-huh. six. We've got the arms dealer fake guy, Leoben. Leoben. We've got um, Doral. Doral yes. is that his name? Which we, uh, we we learn because they do strand him on the anchorage, and over time he does start to deteriorate, and yeah. we see other copies of him walking so uh, with good. this group of Cylons, and then she's like, "Oh fuck, he really was." Oh, and then it pans to Boomer. Boomer. Boomer's a Cylon. Boomer's a Cylon. Because they're having this whole discussion of like, you know, they they got away and like we have to find them because otherwise they're gonna buy their time and they're gonna come back and they're gonna wipe us out again. Like the silence we learn are like super paranoid. Mm-hmm. They're <laughs> like they are traumatized by their experience with humans and can you blame them? And I say, let's be honest, like I relate. <laughs> um and so they're like, you know, we like we have to track them down and we get this moment of uh, a Sharon walking in and saying like, don't worry, we'll find them. And I think one of the, like the dopest moments in the episode is when a six says by your command, which is a callback to the old series. That's what the centurions would say when uh, their leader issued an order by your command. Nice. I don't know. I don't know if that's what a silent sounded like, but <laughs> <laughs> might as well be. Might There's as no well way be. of knowing. Yeah. There's no way to tell. No uh, way. Like you can never find out. Yeah, the the centurions in in this series don't talk, at least not yet. No, no, they don't. They just kind of as the like glowing light passes yeah. through like their isolate. It's so creepy. It is because they're 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 human esque humanoid, but like they have like one like. LED slit where uh, eyes would be and just a light passing back and forth and they replicate that in their their raiders their their ships so they look like just like a Cylon head with wings and it's fucking creepy yeah but we'll talk more about those in future episodes because yes. they actually get into those quite uh quite a bit yes but uh you mentioned Billy a second ago Billy the Cylon Andrea, you think Billy's a silent? I think here's. I have thought. I still his stumbling into the locker room is suspect from um, episode one or part one. Um, and at this point now, I have no reason to suspect anybody isn't a Cylon. Well, I guess there are eight left. Billy being one of them. That's that's. Do you a want really... me to say Billy Ray Cylon? Is that <laughs> is that what you want from me? Oh my god. I didn't know I wanted that, <laughs> but I did. You're not. Are you sure? Um, that's a, that's a really important thing too because that that's something where like they don't immediately like disclose to the the remainder of humanity that silence can look like humans now, uh, because they like understandably that would create a panic. Like everyone would be like, you know, are you a Cylon? Is Billy a Cylon? Is the Colonel a Cylon? Is you know, is Starbuck a silent? Like everyone would be like pointing fingers and like wondering like who's yeah. who. And um, I still remember from the like the the first time watching through the like the tension in like the final reveals. Mm-hmm. And so let's. I, oh, I'm so excited for you to get to that point. I know. I'm super oh. excited. <laughs> it's it's, it's so good the way 
that they show us because obviously like we get four right off the bat boom yeah uh boomer boomer <laughs> ah. um but there's eight more and like we're on episode two well there's seven more because billy but then yeah that's, sure. that's true who else um, yeah, who else do you think is a Cylon? So well, I, I do want to stress that that uh, as of now, Billy being a Cylon is speculation. It is not canonical in the show. It's canonical <laughs> at, in my heart. As of as of the end of the miniseries. Well, and the thing that's um, interesting to me is when... Now I forget who says it to whom, but um, somebody says, like, they could be sleeper cells and not even know um, that, that they're Cylons and they're waiting to be activated. Billy, possibly, um, for example, uh, I think, okay, so I need y'all to tell me if Starbucks is a Cylon. I'm not going to be, you have, you we have, can't, to, we you can't. have to, otherwise it's entrapment. We can't if tell I ask you. you if Starbucks is a Cylon, you have to, I'm not going to be, okay, uh, <laughs> something Kitsy knows about me, but Caleb, you will learn soon is that I am a giant crybaby. It takes nothing to set me <laughs> off. I, I welled up, but didn't shed tears four times. Before I stopped counting in this most recent episode. It's it's true. If, it's a very intense episode. It is. If Starbuck is a Cylon, I will burn your studio to the ground. You <laughs> Oh no. I'll oh, make sure it... But but I didn't um, I didn't I'm... write the show and decide who's a Cylon, so why has it gotta be my studio? I'm excited was, for this. I'm, it's just I just I love her so much. Um uh, so what you're saying is you 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 can't love a Cylon? Oh, I could absolutely. Oh. In fact, I I do. Well, I guess it depends on. Wait, what's the thing about? Oh, shh. Um, who says it's not? That wasn't selfish. It was human, or that wasn't. Yeah, it's not selfish. It's human. Whoever says that is a Cylon. Oh, that was Billy. Oh, boom. Because 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 uh, er. Laura Laura Roslin's saying like you know. There's, oh, yeah, there's this great moment where, uh, so right after they decide they have to leave behind uh, the ships that don't have uh, FTL, faster than light drives, because uh, the Cylons are coming any second now and there's no time to say, to get, transfer people on the other ships. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's this big argument between, you know, Laura Roslin and Leah Dama and a few others about how we can't leave them behind, but if we, if we stay, we're all going to die and then there'll be no humans left at all. Like, Lee makes some great points there. He's like, you know, I, I hate to make it a numbers game, but like, but we're talking is. about yeah. the we're talking about the species. Yeah, and uh, and so Laura makes the call as the president of the colonies leave them. We have to go now. Uh, and good thing they do because the Cylons show up as they're leaving, mm -hmm. and uh, boy, do they take out the rest Ooh. of those ships. And it's but, just, uh, just like gut wrenching because yeah. you hear over the radio like, you can't leave us here for. For God's sake, like at least yeah. tell us where you're going, like and we'll meet you there. And like, no, we we can't say anything over the the wireless because the silence could be listening. Yeah. Well, and even even if uh, like the other thing too is if anyone they leave behind knows, the Cylons could get them, you know, interrogate them, get that information. So they're just mm -hmm. like, nope, sorry, we we can't tell you. And so uh, so so Laura uh, is standing there, like the weight of this decision she just made is weighing on her, and Billy goes like. Uh, you know, there's something you should know. And she's like, I have cancer. <laughs> she just blurts out, I have cancer. And he's like, yeah, I know. And then he says some fake shit as he's like, little things that little you things, say. Yeah. But it's because Cylons can smell cancer. Cylons can sure. smell cancer. That's canonical. Well, um, and so, <laughs> uh, 
so uh so she says like you know this this is going on i'm the present now like all these people are dying blah 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 and all i can think about is i have cancer i'm going to die isn't that so selfish and he says that's not selfish that's human sounds like something a cylon would say billy ray cylon billy ray siren siren siron um there's also good I have to say, like, it's a really dick move, though, when he's like, you know, that little girl that you met earlier that you that you talked to, she was on that ship, she didn't make it. Yeah. So there's <sighs> a there's a, a part earlier in the episode where uh, uh, Roslyn's touring different ships, talking to captains, getting inventory, you know, finding out what's what, and he and she meets this little girl, and the little girl's like, I'm flying with my grandparents, and the captain's like. Yeah, they're they're sick or whatever. Like they they didn't make it or something like that. And she's like, "We're going to Caprica City," and uh, no, you oh, which she pronounces <laughs> she pronounces Caprica, Caprica. which like, is like my new spice. favorite spice. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to Caprica City, and we're gonna go out to dinner, and I'm gonna have waffles or whatever, <laughs> and like, yeah, you know, it's this whole cute thing, and and Laura's just like, "Yep, that's that's great, kid." <laughs> I have cancer. I have cancer, and. Uh, <laughs> She does not tell the kid she has cancer, but, but so she, you know, we meet this little girl, Laura meets this little girl. And then, uh, as you know, as, as Laura makes this decision, if we need to leave these people behind, Billy says, you know, that little girl is on a ship that we're leaving behind. And Laura's like, I know. That ship was gorgeous too. uh, Oh, the botanical cruiser. Yeah. It's just like a giant space going botanical garden. Yep. It's called a dome ship in the Animorph series. I'll have everybody know this is Animorph's Corner. It's a dome ship. Um, <laughs> but again, no reason for Billy to do that, especially knowing that um, President Rosalind, I'll have you know. Y- y'all are just calling her by her first name like it's something no. y'all can... But it's you're fun. right. You're it's right. True. We are you're not right. showing the proper respect exactly. to the president of the twelve colonies. Like she's not having an easy time making the tough calls, but she's making the tough calls. Yeah. Billy's been around her this whole time. Like, there's no just, reason she doesn't just need to feel that cancer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> sniffing it out and making her feel worse. Yeah. Why else? I, I think you <gasps> know. I I feel like Billy d- did that just to be like because I think I think he said that because her reaction to what he says is going to cement, at least for him, like we're making the right call. Like if, if she says like, I know, and we're going to do it anyway, like he's like, okay, we're doing the right thing. If, if she had been like, Oh shit, actually maybe let's not. Kitsy. Yes. Why are you so intent on defending Billy? I'm not. If you're a Cylon, (laughs) you have to tell me. Otherwise. I just, okay, I realized two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them completely unrelated to what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, good. Well, it's still related to Bastard Galactica and, and this podcast, but... Uh, <laughs> so, completely related to what so we're talking about. I definitely related. Well, not the, not the actual little specific thing we're talking about right now, but uh, I think somewhere along this podcast, one of us should be revealed as a Cylon. I think that would be interesting. Dun, 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 dun. I already and uh, based on I'm not I'm not gonna uh-huh. give too many clues, but based on uh, the uh, what do you what do you call it the um, the roles Caleb has assigned us, uh, Caleb and I already know which one of us is the Cylon. That's true. Just throwing that out there. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so I have I have so many. Hang on, hold that thought. 
uh, OK Boomer merch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. OK, go on. I am just as we're sitting here having kind of revelation after revelation as to who could be. Um, I... My, I had originally crossed, and she's still not on my list necessarily, except for the fact that everybody's on my list, but um, President Rosalind is not on my list, and at first it was because she has cancer and Cylons shouldn't be able to get cancer, but as we learn, they have blood in their bodies, the only thing that makes them distinct, so I would assume that if, yeah, it's like synthetic cancer, right, as opposed to... You know, whatever. Um, it's programmed cancer. Yeah, but like it's some actually a sort software of... bug. That's it's, that's what cancer <laughs> well, is we for Cylon. And we don't know the doctor she was talking to where he even he could also be. Like there are just so many. So I'm not yeah. ruling her out now. He could have gone um, to Cylon Med School. Yeah, you never know. It's right next to War College. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to point out because you when we were watching it, you kind of were like incredulous, like War College. War College is actually a thing in real life. Yes, they call it War College. Yes, they do. War college. Yes, it's a thing. It's, it's a really a thing. School for war. Yes, it sounds got, dumb, doesn't it? It, it sounds, sounds dumb, so but it's dumb. really it's really a thing. War. Uh, and I know this what is because it good for I absolutely nothing. Mm. <laughs> I I grew up in central Pennsylvania near. Uh, uh, you sound oh, like Doral, but go ahead. <laughs> I played tennis with Timmy <laughs> on Thursdays. Uh, I I grew up in a a small town in Pennsylvania near uh, near a slightly bigger town called Carlisle. And in Carlisle, there is a army base. Uh, And that army base is actually a war college. And fun fact, I worked at the PX on that base for like a year, which is basically like the the, uh, army base uh, Kmart, for those of you who don't know. So I actually worked adjacent to the war college the war college it's really a thing at the clothing store at the, clo- the war college clothing okay well, i'll have you know i worked then. in the electronics department i sold tvs and cds uh-huh. and hard I believe, drives i believe every bit of that oh it's 100 huh. percent true hmm. hmm is it just me so uh listeners <laughs> here's why i would conjecture that uh president roslin can't be a cylon herself because the whole plot of the Cylons, uh, like, ambush here was to wipe out humanity. And they had their chance to get basically all of them in one go. And Laura jumped them away. As many of them as she could possibly save. Why would Unless. she have made the decision? Unless. Why would she have made the decision to save as many of them as possible? A coup. She, she could have delayed... Uh, the rescue efforts long enough um, to make it seem like she was really trying, but long yeah. enough for the Cylons to win. Unless. Unless. Thank you for playing along with our <laughs> unless game. I appreciate that. <laughs> unless she's a sleeper agent and she herself does not know she's a Cylon. It's possible. Oh, that's true. And it's not yet been activated. Speaking of, uh, because we don't, know for a fact that Doro's a Cylon until the very end when like we have this big reveal with the other models walking in. Do you think he knew? Do you think he was a, a reasonably convincing uh but I'm human. I swear I think he I'm knew. human. I think he you? knew and and my my justification for that is when he sees himself walk into that munitions depot, he's not like what uh. the fuck? He's just like, "Oh, hey guys." Does Boomer know? Like he's so that's a good question. 
That's an excellent question. That's a very good question. We do not yet know the answer to that question. My, so I'm... All we can say is don't be a Sharon. <laughs> <You're> learning? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I just need a... You doing all right? <laughs> so mad at you right now. you run that out all right so <laughs> but yeah, we, we genuinely don't know well and so i thought it was odd that gaius ended up being with that group of people um when they run the lottery and then boomer switches somebody out or oh no it's not boomer it's the Hilo. Hilo. right yeah. okay so that doesn't do anything for me never mind yeah, Hilo, yeah very boomer, boomer doesn't want to take uh baltar Okay, that does help. Well, uh, but it's because she doesn't want to leave Hilo behind, right? Yeah, she even says they're like, like best buds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she mm-hmm. basically says to guys like, "You better make it worth it." Yeah, like, you better basically like cure this. I don't think she knows then because, like, well, actually, Gaius, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna mull this one over, and I'll get back to you. That's fair. Excellent. Is there anyone that you know for sure is not a Cylon at this point? Like in your heart? Chief. It's going to be so sad when he figures out that... Chief, right? Yeah. That Boomer's a Chief, Cylon. Chief Tyrrell? Chief Tyrrell. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he figures out, yeah. That's going to be a real sad. I hope he doesn't have to... Oh. I hope he doesn't have to... So, killer. Yeah. You can already tell that like he's a like a very like sensitive individual. Like, he's a very emotional yeah. person and like... That's gonna devastate him because like he's he's given his all to the the war effort into like keeping this ship running like tip top and to have like the pilot that he fell in love with be a, an enemy agent. That's gonna fuck with him. Awful. Big yeah. time for sure. Yeah. Um so my money is on Chief. Although I guess my money is that Chief is either not a Cylon or doesn't know that he is. But I think that he's not. For the sake of the story, it'll be much worse. Um, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, my oh, my guess is this is a stupid question. Were Lee and Zach twins? Uh, no. Okay. No. So they're not think... two of the same model. No. Cylon no. Okay. No, I think, I think Zach was younger. Okay. Yeah. Um. Also, very important to note, we didn't touch on this in our in our recap, but uh. There's uh, Starbuck drops a bomb on Lee, mm-hmm. and and also on us that uh, she was Lee's no not Lee she was Zach's uh, flight instructor, mm-hmm. and Zach should have failed basic flight and she passed him anyway because they were fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Lee's that's like, what she what? said. Those were yeah. her words. Those were exactly. Exact, exact words. Exactly. And Lee's like, why are you telling me this? She's like, well, it's the end of the world. I guess I felt I should confess my sins. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a very Starbuck thing to do. Because yeah. the way she said it, like, she gets the smirk. She's like, it's the end of the world, Lee. <laughs> yeah. Well, Duh. and then so when um, Adama Sr., right, says uh, back in part one that he didn't do anything for Zach that he wouldn't have for any other cadet or whatever, mm-hmm. it's very possibly true, right? Because Starbuck is the one who kind of pushed him along. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Lee has been like, you know, completely estranged from Adama until an hour ago 
Battlestar time, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's that's interesting to yeah. see how that plays out. I think that yeah. that's a big part of why they had such a, a heartfelt reunion after Lee came back from, you know, this apparent death. Uh, it was like, you know, Adama has come to terms with like his uh, like responsibility in like you know pushing his sons to to be like him, uh, but Lee has also learned that like it wasn't his father's fault. Like he grew up believing like you know, that like his yeah. like one of his closest friends uh, was just as if not more culpable in his brother's death than than his father. So. They have this uh, really touching moment where they they reunite and like they don't they don't say anything so much as just like you can see they're like shit I'm glad we're both here yeah yeah his face kind of crumples a little bit if we're keeping track of when I cried that was one of them yep he I just it. kind of softens um, can I I another speculation that just popped into my head sure yes um, do we see at the end of part one. We don't see Lee do his thing. As far as we know, when it ends, he's gone. He's died. And then the next time we see him, he's doing great on the ship. Yes. And yes, that's that's correct. We do see him in, I, I believe we see him in the cargo hold near the whatever thing is that he, you know, reticulates the splines and whatever. <laughs> uh, reverses the polarity, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. It reverses the polarity of the... Uh, the uh, uh, radiator coupling, and uh, <laughs> I was trying to come up with a better word for the coupling, but it's radiator's fine. Um, the bindle, eh, the bindle coupling, dongle. Yeah. Are we just saying funny words? Yes, because that's are. a good one. I like dongle. Dongle um, is a funny word. <laughs> there's, there's a okay. Slight tangent, but it's a good word, and we're I and mean, it's going to come up in in the in the show. I'm sure. The, you know how. Battlestar Galactica doesn't do this so much as other science fiction franchises, but you know how spaceships have just like seemingly little random things glued all over them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a word for that, and they're called greebles. Oh, yeah, they are. I didn't know, but I knew. That's the word. <laughs> like, that's the right word. Yeah. Greebles? Greebles. Greebles. I just, I feel like you, you said dongles, and I feel like Battlestar Galactica is a world where like you would encounter a shitload of connections and ports and whatnot that are not directly uh, universal or compatible, and they would have to have a shitload of dongles around yeah. to make any kind of technology work on the Galactica. Like, well, yeah, especially the Galactica where everything's so outdated, you know? Everything has a VGA port. Like, how can you charge your iPhone <laughs> on the on the Galactica? They when, all have utility when, belts. When they but... don't have USB ports. Like, yeah, there's not, I mean, it's all scuzzy. All, all scuzzy sc all the time. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> IT nerd jokes. <laughs> For those of you playing along at home, I pushed my glasses up like a nerd. They knew. It's true. You probably heard it in my voice. Mm -hmm. uh, so at this point, the uh, the fleet has narrowly escaped with uh, Galactica staying behind to uh, to watch over their um, uh, watch over their retreat uh, with. The last of the, the colonial fleet jumping away to the rendezvous point. Uh, Galactica jumps away. We have this moment of uh, Adama claiming to know where, where Earth is and thus setting us on a mission for the, uh, the rest of the series. And uh, in case you haven't checked, there's four seasons. So 
we have uh, four seasons to to <laughs> stumble around the universe hoping to find uh, Earth. I'm just going to say, the universe is fucking big. It's real big. It's, it's, it's real, real big. big. It's real like, big. it's the biggest thing even, that we know of. Right? Even, yeah. Even I mean, if I... Than your it, mom's butt. Oh, Lori Kitzmiller is a saint. You take that (laughs) back. Yes. Apologize to my mother who might be listening to this. Is she she listening? She might be. (laughs) I'm sure your butt is the exact size it's supposed to be. (laughs) Is that better? Is that what you want me to say? That's not really an apology. No, your mom's butt is the perfect size. It's exactly. Is that what you want? Really still not an apology is the thing. (laughs) 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 So the universe is really big. Uh, And when you think about it, if, and I'm not going to say whether or not they find earth and what happens and blah, blah, blah. But like, let's assume it takes them four seasons to find earth. That's still pretty fucking good in the scope of the universe. It's, it's, we also uh, don't even begin to, to really cover what uh, amount of time is uh, is covered in those four seasons. Because, I mean, we talked about, like, this episode essentially, or the, this miniseries essentially covers, like, an hour and a half of real time. Uh, but then there's also, the like, the 30-minute countdown. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if time, you figure 10 seconds takes 45 yeah well, so. well, well think about this way this this miniseries covers about an hour and a half of real time in the span of three hours so <laughs> yeah That's time so is basically twice as long for them well We're, and i don't even know for sure that this exists in a universe that is like earth could very well be the stuff of legend that's true in Battlestar land right we don't know yeah, for we, sure we don't, at this time. we don't know for sure at this point uh Boy, if are they earth, gonna be is, disappointed. earth is real or not or true or a thing yeah can you imagine this crew finding earth like as it is right now and like how they'd be like mm, we fucked up guys turn around like, mars was looking pretty good on our yeah. way over right <laughs> they cruise probably down just... like like everyone's dying of of coronavirus fuck that we should just take our chances back on Caprica. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The Cylons are an enemy you can fight. That's true. You can't fight coronavirus or stupidity. Oh, God, no. <laughs> How would we, people of Earth, receive 50,000 beings claiming to be humans who look exactly like us? Poorly, we would probably try to kill them. Yes. So, like, what? I mean, like, the Cylons showed up looking. Like, what is? uh, Just the idea that they think they're going to be welcomed with open arms is is so funny to me. Our our long lost brethren of the the thirteenth colony are just going (laughs) to be so stoked to see us. Like, Uh, like we're like we're going to look up and they're going to be here. Like, God damn it! There's a reason we moved to the other side of the universe. (laughs) Yeah. We went to our own colony because we didn't like y'all to begin with. Yeah. We took one god with us. We, we call him God. <laughs> we told you not to fuck with Cylons, and you did it and anyway. You did it. And now you're here, and we are not cleaning up your mess. No. No. We don't even clean up our own messes. Yeah, I'm just no, like, we're going to clean up yours. We're sure as fuck not going to. Oh, no, don't drink the water. No, 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 no. no. You do, whatever you do, don't do that. <laughs> and stay six feet away from literally everyone. So at this point, 
we have our goal. We have our mission. We're going to find Earth. The commander knows. So we're going to spool up the FTL drives, and we're going to find that. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. So join us next time for episode 133. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. <laughs> so say we all. So say we all. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to mix that later. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.